Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the host of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Berizuki. Hey there once again, Growing in Grace here. I'm Mike along with Joel. We're glad you're with us. And Joel, one thing that we've enjoyed over the last couple of years is hearing from our listeners. I know life is busy. But it only takes a minute here with uh, the technology that we have today to just drop an email and say hi. Let us know where you're listening from, how you found the program. Apparently, there are a lot of you listening who are telling other people about it, and that's cool. Send the links, tell them how to find our program, and hopefully it will help them grow uh, in in their knowledge and understanding of the finished work of Jesus Christ. Joel, how would people get a hold of us if, if they wanted to drop a line and say hi? Well, the, uh, good to talk with you, Mike. The, uh, the main way that people can get a hold of us is to go to the graceroots.org website, and from there you'll find a link to a blog that lists all of our past programs, and so you can get all of our programs there. There's also an iTunes link so that you can listen to everything via iTunes. Go to godcast1000.com, and basically all of that is linked to from graceroots.org, so that's uh, as simple as it gets, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for sharing that. Now get out of here. Okay, no. see ya. <laughs> wouldn't want to be ya. Yeah. <laughs> well, That's because I think... I'm a new person. I, I wouldn't want to be you. I'm who I am, man. <laughs> Which is what our program is about. <laughs> and, and, you know, I think one of the reasons why our, listener, our listenership has grown is because people are, are looking for some answers. Uh, mm-hmm. they're, they're tired of the typical religion that they may have been brought up on. And they're looking for some real hope. I, I heard a lot about hope growing up in church, Joel, but it seemed like it was almost like I was hoping for hope sometimes when yeah. I walked out. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I know what you mean. The, the hope is, I hope someday that I'll get this Christian life right, you know, and, and instead of the hope that we have that's in our solid identity in Jesus Christ, the hope that we have that is Christ Jesus himself. He himself is our peace. He is our life. He is our hope. And there's nothing else. Uh, there's no other foundation in this life, including our own good deeds that we think we can conjure up for God. It's all about him working in and through us and really just us being the new creations that we are. And everything kind of flows from that. We're, we're complete in Christ, that the Bible says, and, and everything that goes on in our Christian life should flow from that rather than our own attempts at trying to get it right. Joel, last week we were talking about the exchange life. We're going to continue on that today. The exchange life, in simple words, what that means, well, under the Old Covenant, let's put it this way, there's the word atonement used in the Old Covenant, yet it's not found anywhere in the New Covenant, the word atonement in the Scripture. Atonement means covering in the Hebrew language. The only thing that the Old Testament believers received from the blood of animals was atonement or a covering. It didn't take away their sins. In Jesus, we don't have a covering. We have an exchange. Uh, The exchange that took place was that God took away our sin, my sin and your sin. He took sin away from us and gave us righteousness. He took away the, the sinful nature and gave us a nature of righteousness. It's his righteousness. So our sins are not covered here under the new covenant, They no longer exist. And I heard one preacher say, Joel, that God is not pretending that they don't exist. They really don't exist. Mm -hmm. Uh, So when, you know, I asked a 
uh, a friend of mine recently, I said, do you, do you believe you're righteous? And, and they said, well, I think God sees me as righteous. Well, it's more than that. When he looks at you, he's not pretending that you're righteous. You really are righteous by what the Lord Jesus Christ did. There is a huge, huge difference between atonement, like you're talking about, what happened in the Old Covenant with the, the uh, blood of bulls and goats and and all of that that we've talked about plenty of times, there's a huge difference between that and salvation and, and life that we have in Christ. You see, you know, you know, we could be forgiven. You know, God could say to you, you're forgiven. And, and like you were talking about, Mike, we had a sinful nature. So God could tell somebody, you in your sinful nature, because of the cross of Jesus Christ, you're forgiven. But that person remains the same person they they remain even though they're forgiven they can still have remain there in their sinful nature and they, they remain the same person but what god has done in christ is not only forgiven us of our sins but he's taken away our sins and he has given us a brand new nature see to, just to be forgiven wasn't enough but we needed something new. We needed a brand new life. And it's something that God has given us freely as a gift because of the grace of God and uh, because of the, the blood of Jesus Christ and the resurrection of Jesus. Jesus died, the Bible says, and, and we died with him. We were crucified with Christ. And then when he was raised again, we were raised again with him. See, it's fine and dandy if Jesus is dead and you know has come to the cross to die for the sins of mankind. But if he hadn't risen again and, and God hadn't raised us to, Christ, uh, to life together with him, we'd still be the same old people, maybe forgiven, uh, but still not righteous. <laughs> you know, there's a big difference. So salvation, you know, forgiveness is one thing, but being saved and being raised to life with Jesus Christ is a whole new thing, and it's what our entire life is based upon. Yeah, as we said before, it's not so much a gospel of change, but exchange. You know, going back to one of our favorite scriptures, I guess, we always seem to end up on it, Joel, quite often anyway. Second Corinthians 5.17, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Without spending too much time on this, uh, for this week anyway, you become a new creation. Again, I, when I first heard that verse as a young believer, I always thought it meant that I, I, I become a new creation. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. I thought what it was talking about was the old things that I used to do have passed away and the new things that I'm doing now, the good things. Uh, that, that's what that verse was referring to. But it was referring to us as new creations in Christ where your spirit became new and took on the righteousness of Christ, a change in the inner man. You know, something that should be pointed out here, the word creation in this verse means original formation, and it means to make from nothing. It doesn't mean to take something that's already in existence and to mold it and shape it into something else. It means to make something new out of nothing. So we became new creations. In other words, God didn't just change us. He made us completely new thanks to uh, God allowing us to become the righteousness of, of God in him and in Christ. And so uh, with all of that in mind, <laughs> it, it's not so much a gospel of change. It's, it's like we said last week, we, we died and we're, and we're made alive again. And, and that's, that's uh, a key thing to try to understand in, in this message of exchange life, that you weren't just changed, you were created brand new 
killed first and then created brand new. Or another phrase that we're often familiar with that Jesus used uh, before his death, and that is being born again. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, the Apostle Peter, in one of his in, in one of his epistles, in one of the Apostle Peter's epistles, if you can say that fast, he used the term "born again of incorruptible seed." You know, he said that we've been born again not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible. And so that's that's key to what this whole thing about being born again means, because I think born again is is somewhat of, a, of an overused and misused term in, in Christianity. I'm a born again Christian. OK, so people in general kind of think about that as, OK, you're one of those evangelicals. You're one of those, you know, and, and there's all kinds of things that go on in people's minds when they think of born again. But the truth is that we were once alive to sin we were alive in adam and you know that's how we were all born because of you know because of what happened with with adam and uh the life that everyone is born into is a life that's in adam in sin the sin nature and so we were born with that nature the sin nature and so when we come to christ that's exchanged for a brand new life we're born again and and the life that we have is incorruptible it's holy it's righteous it's absolutely uh, blameless it's it's together as one with god and that's the life that we have i spent many years and i know that many people think uh, this way too that the christian life is simply about being moral it's it's simply a, it's a it's one of those moral religions where everyone just is trying to be as moral as they can as good as they can uh, before they get to heaven but it's so much more than being about morality. It's about being a brand new creation. It's about having new life, exchanging the old life for a brand new life that's one with God. So the exchange life means that you are not working towards becoming a better person. Let me say that again. Stay with me here for a second. The exchange life means that you are not working towards becoming a better person. You know what that is? That's just religion, and they're a dime a dozen. The world is filled with them. But here, in relationship with the living God, we're just trusting him to live his life in and through us so that the person you have already become, a new creation, you've joined with him, that's the life that will be flowing out of you instead of your own self-effort, as we talked about before. And, and Joel, uh, Paul said it this way, too. He, uh, Philippians 1.6, He has begun a good work in me, and he will be faithful to complete it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just think about what that means, uh, and and just think about how how many people kind of interpret the Christian life. Um, okay, God saved me, and now I've begun a good work in myself, and I'm going to try as best as I can to be faithful to complete this, so that God will finally accept me someday in heaven. Isn't that essentially what a lot of people think? And I'm not trying to be down on anybody, but just the mindset that many people have about Christianity is that. You know, we're trying to do this great work for God, just trying to maintain holiness and, and stand strong and, and firm in, in doing all the right things, whereas the truth is, and you, and you do find this all throughout the new, the new Covenant epistles, it's God who began a good work in us. It's God who is faithful to complete it. We're his workmanship. And uh, our job is to trust. You know, our job is to simply rest in the work that he is doing in and through us. A job with rest in it. I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so someone might say, okay, what's the difference between the exchange life and self-effort? How, how can I tell the difference between the two in my own life? Well, self-effort is basically works. 
uh, the exchange life is basically faith. Works will say this, I can get God to respond to me through what I do. That's what works will say. Faith will say, or the exchange life would say, that my response is to what God has already done in Jesus Christ. So works say, I can get God to respond to me. Faith says, uh, faith is my response to what God has already done in Jesus Christ. Isn't that awesome? I mean, there's that, that's something that no religion, no, there's no religion in this world that can claim that it's God working in me and me responding to God in faith. So all the religions in the world, the religion, including the religion of Christianity, <laughs> is all based upon what we can do for God in order to get him to bless us, in order to, to earn our way to heaven, in order to do all these wonderful things, these so-called wonderful things, whereas the truth of not the religion of Christianity, but the life of Christ in us, the truth is that it's his life his works that he works in and through us, it's his blessings, it's his ability, it's his direction, it's, it's, it's everything, it's all about him. It's all about him, not about us. And uh, we, if, if we can get that into our minds and into our mindsets, uh, that our responsibility is to simply rest and, and to trust him, then we'll begin to see true fruit, true works that are really of God and not of ourselves. Mike, this one's gone by quickly again. just want to remind uh, our listeners, you can check us out at graceroots.org, and uh, through that website, you can listen to our old podcasts, our old, our old programs. We've got all of them there, and uh, we sure appreciate you listening, and we hope you'll be again with us next time for more talk about Growing in Grace. You've been listening to Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Baruzaki, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. 